now, The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Hey there, everyone. Welcome to another episode of The Whole Home Show. I'm Tony Joe. I'm your host here every week, bringing you tips, education, and updates on home and real estate related matters. Whether you are in the market or if you're looking for ideas, things to do around your home, improvement, maintenance items, whatever, this is a great place to be. Our show comes to you every week with the support of our show partners, Denise Webster, Mortgage Broker with Dominion Lending Center's Modern Mortgage Group, J.P. Sellas, Insurance Advisor at Westland Insurance, the Sitka Law Group for your real estate, wills and estates, corporate and personal injury needs, and Silhouette Home Inspections with Pierre Beauvais. If you need help or direction in your real estate transaction, give any of the whole Home Show team members a call. They would love to hear from you. It's been my pleasure being your host here every week for the last five years. I've been selling real estate here in Greater Victoria, though, since 1991. I've helped hundreds and hundreds of folks here in our fair city. And I've I've been proud to be ranked as one of the top producing REMAX agents in Western Canada. I'd be pleased to help you as well, too. If you're looking for advice or another opinion, second opinions are always good. Feel free to reach out to me. I'd be happy to, I would be happy to hear from you. And I am happy whenever I hear from CFAX listeners, which I do on a regular basis. Uh, you can find my contact information and the rest of our whole home show team members by visiting CFAX1070.com. Look under shows. There you'll find us, the whole home show with me, Tony Joe. All of our contact information is there. You can reach out to us or just reach out to me. Uh, do a Google search, Tony Joe Real Estate, Real Estate Victoria, British Columbia, whatever. You will find me. And I know you do because you call me every week and I love it. Uh, today, it's a refresher. It's always good to have our show partner and supporter from Westland Insurance. JP Sell is coming here to remind us about insurance coverage. Uh, risks, things to know about, making sure that your policy is up to date and paid for. And also, I'm hoping that we're going to have a conversation about things that are covered and things that are not. And hopefully, if we have time, we'll be talking about condo coverage as well, because that has been a very complicated topic over the course of the past few years, uh, especially with the way condos are nowadays. They're a lot fancier, folks. We got really nifty features, including things like on-demand water and ice dispensers and all of the stuff introducing new water lines into condos that we didn't have before. And they leak and they cause issues with the units down below. We want to talk with JP about all these things when we have them here. Uh, So I'm looking forward to that. We'll we'll start our conversation or episode by talking about things that have come up from our listeners. Now, I got to tell you, I had a really interesting one pop up this week that's going to require a legal uh, uh, answer to. So we're going to get Gurpreet here probably next week or coming weeks anyways. I cannot answer it myself. I'm very interested to learn as well. Not going to tell you what it is. Because like I said, we're going to cover that uh, over the course of the next couple of weeks with an episode. Uh, However, today there are three things that have come up that I want to cover with you, hopefully if time permits here. Uh, First of all, interest rates, of course, there's been some changes happening. There's more changes on the way. Um, Foreign buyer, uh, the banning of foreign buyers, which the federal government is talking about. I'm going to touch on that really briefly because I don't have a ton of information about that. Um, But the last one is anti-money laundering and how that is affecting the way we conduct real estate transactions nowadays. So let's try to get this, uh, get through this here, folks. Uh, Interest rates. Yeah, they're on the rise. Absolutely. We're we're not going to get back ever to where we were before, you know, the pandemic caused 
Bank of Canada do a number of things that included making sure that the economy remained bubbly and things were happening, didn't want the economy to collapse and cause grave financial uh, damage to the, the country here. They have done a good job, folks. I mean, yeah, life is still not the same. Life is not back to the way it was before, but there is employment happening out there. There is business. There are things being bought or sold on a regular basis, not the least of which is real estate. But we've had a couple of interest rate increases, and there's another one on the horizon coming up as well, too. Yeah, gone are the days, everyone, where you can get a two and a half or two whatever, 2% mortgage uh, on your property those are really what stimulated the market that caused the market to go nuts. You know, was it a good thing? Was it a bad thing? I'll leave that for you to decide. But what it did do is it enabled a number of people to get into the real estate market for those in variable uh, rate mortgages or, or, you know, whatever your product is. When the interest rates were low, it also meant that you were chipping away more principal uh, in your mortgage, less interest costs. So people have seen their equity rise in their house a lot faster. And that is all great. But they're going up again. And we're going to see numbers um, where people who were accustomed to the low rates will go, oh my goodness, they've gone up so much. They've almost doubled uh, or whatever. But yeah, folks, we knew they were going to. This is no surprise. Like we expected this at some point and it is happening right now. What is not happening is the interest rate increases are not causing the prices to drop. You see, that's what a lot of people uh, say to me on a regular basis. Oh, when the interest rates go up, prices will go down 30%. Ah, uh, yeah, perhaps, but you're not thinking about demand and supply which are two issues and problems that we've had here in our local marketplace in Greater Victoria. No supply, great demand. And I say all the time, I get people every week calling me, coming from other places, folks, other parts of Canada, Lower Mainland, uh, Alberta. They, are move, they want to move here because they're moving here by choice. The demand will remain. It is just going to make it harder for those who are already stretched to their limit to buy a home. Good news right now is the inventory level is increasing. We're back now to seeing offers that are conditional to financing, building inspection, title, uh, all of that stuff that, you know, hey, let's face it. It's been a tough market for people, unfriendly for buyers at the, at the very least. And uh, now things are kind of going back to normal, but folks, it's still by every definition of the word, a seller's market. It's just not as absolutely insane as it was before. So interest rates are going to have an effect, but the biggest effect that we're seeing is it's causing people who were perhaps stretching to get into a house, having to reassess their situation right now, maybe look into a duplex, half duplex, or look into a townhouse. People that were looking at townhouses may be looking into condos. We've seen this before, folks. This happened before when the stress test came in. By the way, it's turned out the stress test was a good thing because it's also meant that when the rates go up, people are still able to keep their homes because they can afford to make the payments, right? They're not having to give up their home. Still not a lot of foreclosures or uh, a bank uh, forced sales. So, you know, we're doing okay in the general rule of things. But uh, yeah, interest rates are on the rise. Do not expect major price drops. What I will tell you is we're not seeing the pressure of upwards pricing of paying 50, 100, $200,000 over list price anymore. Uh, 
I think we saw our day. We thought that it was over in 2016, but then it came back during COVID. That was really interesting. Came back a lot harder too. So uh, things for practitioners like me who have been around for a very long time to really, uh, you know, we, we, we'll remember these things. We'll, put, we'll write them in diaries, right? But that's not the way life is the rest of the time. Um, foreign buyers, the federal government uh, has uh, put forward a ban on all foreign buyers in Canada perhaps for two years, and this may come into effect on January the 1st. Again, don't have a ton of information for you guys. Uh, of course, the government is trying to uh, inst- implement things that will cool the real estate market off. It's going to make it very difficult for any of you guys who have relatives who are not residents of Canada, who are classified as a foreign buyer. It means you're not going to be able to buy. It's going to be a complication for those who need to come to the country, immigrants for the job force, what are they going to do? Well, they can't buy now, so it's probably going to add a lot more pressure to the rental market, right? Uh, as we learn more about that, I will share with you, but it is something that is uh, up and coming. Last one is anti-money laundering. So uh, this continues. We have things, you maybe never heard of these things, beneficial ownership, landowner transparency registry, uh, all of these things that we real estate professionals uh, have to deal with on a regular basis. Uh, the government wants to make sure that they are minimizing or eliminating the ability for bad people to launder money through real estate transactions. So yes, there's a lot of extra paperwork. And if you're wondering why your agent is asking you for your driver's license and asking you questions like what your occupation is or was, whether or not you're a politically exposed person, all of that kind of stuff, it is because the federal government has asked us to do so. It's not us just picking you out folks. Uh, you, there's nothing wrong with you. You're very nice people. It's just that we are asked to do this to everyone in order to find the bad people. So uh, anyways, a lot of stuff to talk about today, but we do need to take our first break here. When we come back, we'll have a chat with JP Sellers from Westland Insurance. Back in a moment. You're listening to The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Thanks for coming back. You're listening to The Whole Home Show, and I'm Tony Joe. House insurance is one of those most crucial and important things that we should all have and be fully aware of, although it seems like sometimes we forget. And we, of course, know when we're dealing with people, quite often when we have a property that is selling, the buyer at the last minute has this sort of panic looking for information about the house or the condo because their insurance is looking for it. And it always kind of makes us wonder, how come they didn't deal with that before? So one of the things that we always do when we're working for buyers, when we're helping them buy something, is we make sure that their property, the property they're thinking of buying, is being reviewed by the right person in the insurance world. And for us, that would be JP Sellers. JP is with Westland Insurance, one of our show sponsors and supporters here for a very long time uh, and a somewhat regular as well too. Always great having him here to answer questions. JP, thanks for joining us today. Thanks, Tony. Thanks for having me. All right. So I, I know, I mean, we talk about this often when we're here. Insurance is one of those things you know, you, you think about life insurance, you talk about stuff like that. It's not really glamorous because, you know, it's not the same as putting a new kitchen in or putting a new bathroom in or something, but it is important, right? Absolutely. So obviously one of the things with, I think insurance in general, it's not something that you keep top of mind on. It's usually something you deal with annually, once a year. 
Um, and with everything that goes on, especially, you know, regular life, work life, uh, it's easy to, to forget some of the things like home insurance um, to get done. Like, obviously, that could be a renewal. That could be a payment of your renewal. That could be when you are purchasing a property. Um, Tony, you guys are always great with advising your clients uh, about confirming all the insurance coverages that are needed. Um, and the conversations that we have are, are, are really good um, with your clients. Obviously, it's uh, yeah. With with it being not always top of mind, there's a lot of, of things that uh, can come up that can cause some some struggles or some panic late uh, in the game to confirm uh, with their you know financial providers that they have insurance in place based on a specific date. You know, first of all, thanks for 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 saying that about uh, how we handle things. You know, the thing that always kind of is remarkable to me is. As real estate practitioners, how can we not? Because in Victoria, specifically, the pre-printed addendum form, like one of the uh, additional pages that we have, that's the one that has the subject of financing, subject to building inspection and all those things. It has subject to the buyer obtaining insurance. So if that is in our pre-printed contract, it's a point of conversation, I feel, that has to happen every time. And, um, you know, I, I feel that it behooves us as realtors to direct our client about this is how you get your insurance. This is what you do. Instead of waiting for them, waiting for the client to do it, you know, maybe they haven't gone and looked at a new policy for a long time or something, right? We got to walk them through it. Yeah. I think sometimes too, it's the, the situation where if they're a new home buyer, they're new to insurance, they think it's just transferable. Mm-hmm. Right. So you have a home, you buy a home, whatever insurance they had on it, we do we not just have the same insurance? And unfortunately, it doesn't work that way. It's based, you know, on the client's eligibility, on their previous insurance history, what they're going to be using the house for, because all those things are going to be much different than the previous owner's um, information. Yeah. And I'm, I'm glad you bring that up. You know, is it transferable? Well, see, because every once in a while you, you have a buyer that goes, oh, well, the current owner's got insurance. So surely it's not an, you know, it's not an issue. And we're like, well, it may be right for, for yeah. a number of reasons. So let's, let's talk about some of the things that, that, uh, um, uh, you, you know, you can't just count on pre-existing policy to cover a new buyer for a number of reasons, right? Yeah. So one of the things, uh, you know, as a, as a broker that we look at is what is the usage of the home, right? So maybe the previous owner uh, had it as their primary residence and maybe the new buyer is going to be using it as a rental home or a secondary location. And, and sometimes those things need to be verified and, and confirmed on uh, with the insurance provider, whether or not that's going to work or not. Um, sometimes what can be, what can happen is, Maybe the home is going to be renovated immediately for six months of, of, of the year. In which and case, vacant. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And which, which requires different type of insurance. Yeah. So, you know, the standard type of insurance may not fit what's going on with this property. Maybe there's going to be business in the home. Yeah. Um, you know, so there's going to be different factors that, that can make it different um, when it comes to obtaining insurance and what markets we want to, to reach out to. So it's not always transferable because we just don't know what the house is going to be used for until we actually talk to the client and see what's going on. Well, and here's another one too. 
you know, we bump into these folks that have lived in their home for 40 years or whatever, for a very long time. And they've been, you know, they've been paying their, their house insurance. My dad was one of those guys. Like he was always an insurance guy. You know, I learned from him to make sure insurance is always, you know, uh, up to date and paid and everything. Um, but when he got his insurance in whatever, 1962, um, policies were very different. And uh, every once in a while now we'll have a buyer say, well, um, okay, so it's got sub 100 amp service. So it's got uh, underground oil storage tank. Well, the current owner's got insurance. So surely I can get it too. Which is, isn't always the case because what could have happened is they've, they've grandfathered that in or it's possible that the insurance company hasn't updated the records and, and knows all that information. Um, so, so that can be really tricky um, as well when it comes to insuring some of these properties, you know, that, that don't have the most up-to-date information. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and you know what I want to get to a little later after one of our breaks here is talking about coverage because, you know, it, it's, it, it, it is a bit of a concern. Like if somebody has a grandfathered older policy, what happens if one of these new items pops up like the sub hundred amp service and it causes a, a, a uh, you know, catastrophic uh, issue and all that is coverage still there. Maybe we'll ask that question right now is, is a grandfather policy still covered? It can be, it all depends on the wordings and, and the insurance company. So typically when it comes to um, electrical, um, unless it's written into the wordings that it's going to be covered because the insurance company knows it's less than 100 amps, it's most likely not going to be covered because under the requirements of most insurance policies, the minimum amp is going to be 100. Yeah. Yeah. And hey, we do see a lot of older homes, folks, where it's 60 amp service, you know, especially because a lot of houses were heated by oil. So there, you know, there's no drain on the electrical system for the heating system. And, you know, we still bump into oil, hot water tanks and, and all that stuff. These are important things to know because our lives uh, cause us to change things around the home. And, you know, insurance is, insurance is one of those things you don't want to be playing with, right, JP? Yeah. And I think it, 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 all it can take is one phone call to your broker, uh, one conversation to review your coverage, review your limits, see where you're at. Maybe something's changed in the last year or two years or five years that you reviewed your policy with your broker. You know, I think it's one of those things is it can take a five minute conversation to make you feel more comfortable with where you're at with your policy. Because that's the thing, whenever there's a catastrophic loss or something, the first thing, and I happen to me too, first thing that goes to your mind is, Oh my goodness, I hope I got coverage. Yep. Right. Am I going to be covered for this or how much is this now going to cost me? Yeah. You know, what, what if I made a call and made an update to my insurance that cost me $5 and I would have been covered for that if I had the right conversation. Yeah. Insurance is one of those things. You don't want to find out after the fact that you, that you didn't have enough coverage, right? No, definitely tough. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Um, before our break here, JP, if people need to reach you, what's the best way to do that? Best way to reach me uh, is to give me a call um, at the West Side Branch um, phone number uh, off the top of my head. Give me two seconds here. Yeah, I've got it here, actually, JP. I bet Perfect. you I have it. I don't not- call myself very often, so it's uh, <laughs> oh, oh, not, always on the, not always on the top of my mind, unfortunately. No, but of course, the other thing too, folks, is that you can always visit the CFAX website and you can find his contact information and the rest of our uh, uh, sponsors as well too. Uh, his, uh, his number is 250 419 
Does that sound familiar? Absolutely. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Listen, we need to take a break here. We're having a conversation just to start so far about home insurance and the importance thereof. And I'm hoping that anyone who's listening to this here is going to rush to their policy and review it or call their insurance person or call JP and make sure that you're fully covered. Uh, We'll be back in just a moment. Now, the whole home show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Thanks for coming back. You're listening to The Whole Home Show, and I'm Tony Joe. Our show comes to you every week with the support of our show partners, Denise Webster, mortgage broker with Dominion Lending Center's Modern Mortgage Group, J.P. Sellas, insurance advisor at Westland Insurance, the Sitka Law Group for your real estate, wills and estates, corporate and personal injury needs, and Silhouette Home Inspections with Pierre Beauvais. If you need help or direction in your real estate transaction, give any of The Whole Home Show team members a call. They would love to hear from you. As a reminder, you can find their contact information and mine by visiting cfax1070.com. Look under shows. There you'll find us, the whole home show with me, Tony Joe. All of their contact information is there. Or you can always reach out to me as well. Love hearing from you. Every we had, I had a number of calls this week from loyal CFAX listeners. So uh, great hearing from you. Always asking for advice or direction or contacting, connecting with one of our prior guests. Uh, I, I love it hearing from you guys. And I know that the rest of our show sponsors do as well too. If you're a podcast listener, by the way, you can find all of our uh, past episodes, five years worth by visiting iTunes or Google Play. They're all there. We're having a conversation today with JP Sellers. JP is uh, from Westland Insurance, our show sponsor and supporter been that way for a very long time. Uh, They make it possible for us to be here with you guys every week. But most importantly, they look after your assets because we're having a chat just before our break about home insurance and the importance of reviewing uh, insurance. Again, JP, thanks for joining us today. Hi, thanks for having me. Let's talk about some catastrophic losses. What are some terrible things that you have encountered or seen that maybe we don't think about very often? I think obviously the most common loss now I think is water. Mm-hmm. So I think the, the, the biggest thing to think about is, you know, what am I covered for, for water? Am I covered for sewer backup? Am I covered for overland water flood? Am I covered for my perimeter drains? Am I covered for a leak in the pipe, in the bathroom, in the kitchen, um, the dishwasher leak? Um, those type of things I think are your most common, common claims now when it comes to home insurance is water. So I would, I would say that would be the first place that I would look to, um, to review with my broker is, is what am I covered for, for water? What can I get more that I don't have now that I need? Water is one of those nasty things because unlike a fire, which is a moment in time and you know when it happens and you know you can see it, water quite often is stuck behind a wall. You don't see it until well afterwards. Yeah, I think some of the things that maybe give it away, um, maybe a smell um, Mm -hmm. um, in in that room specifically, or um, maybe some warping that you're starting to see around areas that that uh, you weren't seeing before don't think should be there. Um, yeah, water is there. It's a sneaky thing. They, you you yeah. don't know that it's happening right away. And, and depending on how the policy is set up, it may not be covered. So uh, I would say, you know, talk to your broker, see what you're covered for. You know, one of the things too, is like the question that 
we can ask is what keeps me up at night about my insurance? What am I <laughs> most worried about when it comes to my insurance that I want to make sure I'm covered for? All right. Well, let's 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 cause some of our listeners today to stay up and lose sleep tonight thinking about their insurance. <laughs> <laughs> so, so water, obviously, one of them. Um, what else? Um, obviously, fire. Fire yeah. is always going to be something that 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 you're you're worried about. Um, theft, um, you know, break and enter, um, glass damage. I would say. One of the things that we see, unfortunately, when it comes to claims that aren't covered are, are wear and tear and deterioration. So a most common one to think about is your wood deck, mm-hmm. right? So, you know. Well, hold on. So, so, so people try to make insurance claims on that? It can happen. Yeah, absolutely. I, you know what? It's so weird. That would never occur to me. Like that's a wear and tear item and, and you, you either replace it or you maintain it or you, or, or whatever after the fact. I, I, yeah. Unfortunately that, that it is, it is something unfortunate that can, can happen. And, and when they're not covered, it's like, well, it's wear and tear deterioration. Yep. It's not going to be covered. I mean, a, a wood deck does not last forever. Mm-hmm. I, my understanding is the a wood deck is average life is you know 15 to 20 years maybe a bit longer if it's if it's well maintained but you know you know that rot that happens and it, it's not covered by insurance <laughs> you know you you got me thinking my what before i was born my dad built the deck on our family home and it was a big deck the thing was like 20 20 feet by 20 feet and that was his pride and joy. But every summer he was out there maintaining the thing and it lasted until I sold the house years ago. I, you know, the, the thing was there for 40 something years, right? Yeah. Um, but that's all maintenance. You know, we can't, I, I don't think we can call on insurance to cover our uh, lack of maintaining things, right? Absolutely. Nothing lasts forever. Yeah. Right. So it's one of those things, just like regular maintenance that you would do on anything in your house, like your roof, you wouldn't think that your roof would last 30, 40, 50 years, mm-hmm. right? Hot water tank, you know, you don't think your hot water tank is going to last 15, 20, 25, 30 years. Well, okay, the, now the roof's a good question though. So somebody's roof is at the end of their, of its life. Every once in a while you get leaks that come in. So uh, a leak from the roof, uh, could that be a, could that be covered by insurance? A roof, yes, yes. You know, again, I'll have to preface this with based on the age of the roof and yeah. based on the coverage that you had. Not all coverage is the same, yeah. um, but but typically on most standard policies, your roof, a roof, a leak in the roof would be covered by your insurance, yeah. um, unless the roof is you know over the age that the insurance company requires, and there's a restriction on your policy limiting yeah. coverage. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense because they're not, I don't think they're going to want to insure a roof that is 40 years old and is well past its best before date. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Okay. So um, we talked about the sneaky water situation. See, the other thing that comes in too is when we're talking condo living, one of the issues is that water finds its way around. And if your unit has sprung a leak in the wall that leaks five floors down, or if the person above you has leaked that, like this is, this is a nasty thing to consider because it can cause a lot of damage. Absolutely. Yeah. Condos, apartments, those are, are, are typically your worst water damage claims because it can affect, like you said, five floors down every unit mm-hmm. um, causing damage. 
those those condo ones, apartment ones are real tricky too because you may not know exactly where that leak is actually originating. Mm-hmm. You know, is it actually coming from your unit? It's a, is it a wall that it's coming through? Like it's those those things are so so very tricky when it comes to those condo apartment buildings. Well, and the other thing too is with all of the new toys and stuff that we want in our homes, you know, you got the fridge with the ice machine and the <laughs> water filter. I mean, that's another water source, right? Um, or you got uh, whatever secondary sinks. Uh, a story that I think we have talked about here on CFAX before is had one in the Songhees area where the folks had um, the penthouse had one of those in wall uh, espresso machines. Okay. Which again has a water source, right? right. Uh, and I guess it was an absentee owner who was never around and that thing just leaked slowly, right? And it caused my client who was right below their ceiling basically collapsed one day because it was full of water. Oh, um, and yeah, boom, there you go. Insurance, right? Yeah. So that one, that one's real tricky because it, it, the water, you know, was it a sudden, sudden escape or was it? No, nope, it was, over time? it was built up over time. Right. So the insurance company, depending on the policy could have denied coverage based on the water damage and, and being that it was an absentee owner, yeah. could have also had no coverage unless, you know, it was an amendment made to his policy. Yeah. Ooh, because you see, we haven't even talked about that yet is that whole vacant policy insurance, right? Cause it's a different, if nobody's in the home, taking a look, insurance companies are nervous, right? Absolutely. And, and that limits the coverage. And in a lot of cases, you yeah. know, if the home is vacant, there may not be any water coverage at all. Oh my goodness. All right. Well, listen, we got to take our last break for the day. And what I do want to talk about when we come back is what happens when you don't have coverage. I think we know the answer to that, but I think the trick for anyone listening here, anyone with insurance is be covered. That's what insurance is for. That's what we're paying for, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. We're having a chat with JP Sellers. He is with Westland Insurance, uh, our show sponsor and supporter uh, almost since day one here at the Whole Home Show. His phone number, I'll give it to you because he can't remember it. 250-419-0015. That's 250-419-0015. Or you can find his contact information by visiting us on the CFAX website. We'll be back in just a moment. This is The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Thanks for coming back. You're listening to The Whole Home Show, and I'm Tony Joe. Having a conversation today about home insurance, having insurance, making sure you're fully covered and all the things that can happen that you don't want to happen, but if they do happen, you know that you're going to be okay. And our guest, of course, is J.P. Sellers. He is with Westland Insurance, our show sponsor, supporter, uh, and Westland has been just amazing in the community here as well, too. Reminds me, uh, it feels like eons ago now, but you guys had a Christmas uh, uh, um, uh, community fundraiser uh, that we talked about on the program here, but uh, so long ago now, right, J.P.? Yeah, I think that was... <laughs> back in end November. Of November. Yeah. yeah, end of November. Yeah. Um, we had Christina and Kimberly promoting that. Um, yeah. yeah. I think it was end of November around there. Yeah. Yeah. And you guys, you guys are great. You know, community is, is so, so important. We were having a chat uh, about coverage and insurance. We talked about that slow leak in that espresso machine in the penthouse that caused my client's ceiling to collapse. Um, now, something that people need to know is, If you are in a condo 
And if your kitchen sink leaks and you don't have any uh, uh, damage in your unit, but maybe it's gone downstairs to the unit below, a question is, how does it work with the deductible? Because that's going to be your insurance or the strata insurance. A lot of complications there, right, JP? There are a lot, a lot of complications when it comes to, to stratas and, and the personal insurance that you carry. Um, now, typically, um, water damage that is caused within the unit uh, to the personal property is going to be on the person whose personal property is affected. Yep. So if you are the people down below, yes. Yeah, that's the insurance that's going to kick in for your personal property. That's yep. the coverage that's going to kick in. If you can't live in the unit, that would be your additional living expenses um, for you to be living elsewhere uh, while repairs are being Oh, made. and here's another important tip. That is not your strata insurance that's paid in your monthly strata fee. You need to have your own insurance coverage, right? That's right. That's your own personal insurance that you have on your personal belongings, your liability, uh, within your unit itself, separate from your strata policy that you pay strata fees monthly towards. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that is the insurance coverage, but then there, there is going to be, the strata is going to be concerned because there's been some damage in the building, you know, uh, for instance, above or elsewhere too. Right. right. So if that roof roof collapses, that yep. ceiling collapses, that's going to be the strata's insurance that, that kicks in. Okay. Because it would have been the building itself that's damaged. Okay. So now the strata's insurance has a deductible, right? And right. The, then, but the thing is, it's not really fair for the strata to have to pay that deductible because it was it w- it began it originated in the unit above right that's right so then the unit above that sprung that leak also is going to have to pay for something right yeah and then, and that part too can be tricky too depending on strata bylaws and 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 everything on on who is responsible and what how the strata acts mm-hmm. uh in the, the situation i don't think it's universal on what can happen in every strata mm-hmm. um, but it is possible that the unit owner could be solely responsible for that deductible yeah to pay the strata's deductible that's right and sometimes strata deductibles nowadays we're not talking 500 bucks here right no, no we, we could we could we've been seeing strata deductibles for water specifically go up as a hundred thousand for the deductible just for the deductible but yeah you know depending on what the damage is maybe the damage the cost to repair the damage and pay that out solely versus a claim on insurance may be different all right so the suite that this originated at this gets very complicated again speak to your insurance person like jp just for complete clarity here we're doing our best you know over the radio over the airways here but the where the where the leakage originated um so the strata because there were damage to the building the strata's insurance would cover it but where the leak originated that owner would be on the hook for the strata deductible Call That's it. right. They, they, depending on their strata, their strata bylaws or strata plan, they yep. could be responsible for the deductible for the damage that was caused. So then that owner is going to want to make sure that they have insurance coverage for the deductible in the event that this happens. 
That's correct. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, a lot, a lot of moving parts when it comes to to stratas. A lot of moving parts there, and a lot of yeah. reading the fine print and reading the deductibles. What am I responsible for um, individually versus what the entire building is responsible for if spread out between all the unit owners? So okay. a lot of a lot of reading of the policy, a lot of um, you know searching for the right information. A lot of the property management uh, companies will have that information for you, um, as well as anyone on your strata council, uh, like your president, they would have access to all that information as well. Okay. So don't be shy, folks. If you're looking at a condo, you're buying something, do not be shy and ask the questions that you have to ask about regarding uh, strata stuff, because this is what you want to know now, not later, right? Absolutely. Better to have all the information so you can make the uh, an educated decision, if you will. Yeah. Okay. So um, let's talk about policies, like policy denials, because you mentioned earlier, you know, a, a, a claim could be denied. Um, like, should people be afraid of certain things that could cause their, their claim to be denied? I don't know if, if the word afraid um, <laughs> should be it. I think... The biggest thing is, is if something does happen, contact your broker right away. Yeah. Don't, don't sit on it. Don't think about it. Don't, don't wait till later. If you have an issue, make the call, mm -hmm. you know, cause it can be something that may be the difference between being it covered and not covered by you waiting. Yeah. Right. I would also say, you know, in, in the claims process, make sure that you're, you're keeping constant communication with your adjuster. Yeah. Making sure you're meeting deadlines that the adjuster is is providing you with to provide further documentation, further photos that could prevent a claim from proceeding or from a claim being denied because you didn't provide the necessary paperwork or necessary documents or photos mm -hmm. within a certain time frame. Yeah. I have to say, in my limited, because this happened to me once, you know, I've, I've mentioned on our program here over the years, I had a flood a few years back, uh, and it, it was just one of those things that happened, right? Uh, not due to lack of maintenance, because, of course, we try to maintain our home as, as, as well as we can, but our experience with the adjuster and the remediation company was good. In fact, it was very good. And, you know, it just feels to me like these are people who are trying to... Um, you know, help out. I can't imagine. I mean, our situation wasn't bad because we weren't a catastrophic loss. You know, we, we, uh, you hear all these stories of people that lose everything. It must be just heartbreaking. Uh, and these adjusters kind of work through it, but, but they're here to help. Absolutely. I think there's a human element to it as well, right? Especially when you see some, see these claims, see these issues, see these catastrophes happen that, that can affect someone's daily life yeah. right it can affect their entire family and i think there's a a human element um to it that that everybody's trying to do the best that they can in these situations um i don't think anyone goes into it thinking you know i, I can't wait to deny this claim right <laughs> yeah it, it's just one of those things that the the policy has its coverages and the policy has its limits and yeah. those are the things that we have to understand and we have to have those discussions about is if this happens, you're not going to be covered for it. And if you're okay with that, then that's okay. You know, you, 
it's hard to be covered for everything. The cost of everything continues to, to go up. So yes, there may be things where it's, you know what, I'm not worried about that happening. If that happens, then I, I can pay what it would cost to repair that. But in some cases, that's just not going to be the case. And you want to make sure that you're covered for those things. All right. So somebody makes a claim like I did, right? Or if somebody has had a couple of claims at the same house, then all of a sudden the insurance company is going to say, hey, hold on a second. You know, hmm, what's the risk here, right? No, that's totally fair. Um, I think when it comes to claims as well, I think we, we need to be smart when we look at a claim. Mm-hmm. So if we have, let's say water damage, you know, mm-hmm. we see water damage and we think it's going to be in the thousands, you know, that's definitely something we're going to claim. You know, maybe there was a small leak that's less than a thousand dollars. Maybe mm-hmm. we don't claim that. Mm-hmm. Right. And so it's not a situation where with everything that happens, you're going to make a claim. And then the insurance company says, you know what, you've had, seven claims in the last three years, unfortunately going forward, we can't offer a renewal. Yeah. And that's kind of like, that's you, that's like using uh, insurance as a bank account. Right. Which is not actually just paying your, your deductible to have everything repaired. Yeah. When, you know, maybe it's maintenance, regular maintenance that would prevent some of these claims from happening. Yes. And this is what we've heard about with a number of condos, you know, not necessarily here, but in the province of BC where stratas were making claims on everything. And that's why there's been issues with uh, insurance coverage because insurance companies say, no, we're, we're, we're done with handing out the money. You, you got to self-insure, right? Yeah. And I think maintenance is, is such a key thing to think about, especially when you're considering a home being your, your most expensive asset that you're ever going to own. Mm-hmm. Right. Like as a car owner, you probably make sure you get it checked out every whatever thousands of kilometers, you know, you're, you're getting it washed, you're checking your tire pressure. So if you're doing that with a vehicle, that's, you know, probably worth one tenth <laughs> of what your house is worth, yeah. you know, you would think you'd, you'd spend more time and, and, and effort in maintaining all the things in your home as well. Yeah. Oh, for sure. For sure. So important. And it's, oh, by the way, one other question that comes up every once in a while too is um, obviously make sure that your insurance is paid for every year. But yes. you know, yeah. there, there are times when people it's like, oh, I forgot to pay, you know, it was due today. And oh my goodness, I just had a flood. Uh, y- you know, that's where you start getting nervous, right? So typically, um, there's a grace period from the time that your policy uh, renews to the time that it's going to be canceled for non-payment. Ah, okay. Now, you're uh, you, just- you know what, JP? Let's not even go there. I, I think, <laughs> I think, I think the trick is just to say, pay your insurance. Make sure you're paid and fully up to date because you don't want to have a claim, and it's it's what what we've said, life-altering costs. Right. Absolutely. And there's lots of ways to make payment. There's always monthly payment plans that can be put into place and, and yeah. not having to worry about that lump sum at the beginning of the, the renewal term. You can always do it monthly. There's there's definitely ways um, to to get through that. Uh, obviously, that rising premium that we're continuing to see every year. You know, it's always great to have a refresher with JP here. 
We need to talk about insurance. Insurance is so crucially important. Make sure you're up to date. Make sure you get your policy reviewed. Make sure it's all paid for. JP, thanks as always for coming and joining us this week. Thank you, Tony. I appreciate it. JP Sellers, insurance advisor at Westland Insurance, our show sponsor and supporter. He's at 250-419-0015. Thanks, JP, for joining us. And to the rest of our listeners, we'll be here for you this time next week.